presentation of Bethel Family Church. We hope you enjoy listening and that it helps you to grow closer to Jesus. How good was that team of worshippers and how good is our God? So I'm doing something very different from my normal style today, so bear with me, folks. Hopefully it's not too awkward, but there's something that I really want to share with you this morning. There are many different ways to hear from the Lord, and each of them is a sermon of itself. But for today, I just want to demonstrate one of them, and that's how we can hear the Lord through his written word. Recently, Kerry set us a challenge to read the Gospels. I do normally read my Bible, but I realised lately it's become a bit more a bit more like a forced or out of obligation. And usually it's more like I'm reading the daily devotion and then reading just those verses attached to it. Very rarely do I read a whole chapter of a book or even more rarely do I read the whole book. So I was a little late to join the challenge and it was a bit tricky, but I refused to give up. I tried it again. And this time I started by putting my phone on silent and putting it in the bedside drawer. I made sure that I was sitting comfortably and I had a bottle of water next to me. And then I prayed and I asked the Holy Spirit to keep away all distractions, to keep my ADHD brain focused and on track and to help me understand what it was that I was reading. And if you could please give me an answer to the question that was burning on my mind, that would be excellent too, thanks. And it worked. Better than I expected. Not only did I read all of Luke, I read through John as well. Twice. (laughs) I got my answer as well, but not in the manner that I expected. Instead, he showed me how important it is to do what Jesus wants us to do. And to be who Jesus wants us to be. I promise he's more concerned with our character and our relationship with him than he is in what job we do. As Christians, our goal should be to become more like Jesus. And it started me thinking, what does that look like? What does Jesus say about how we should be? As I sat down and read the book of John for the second time, I decided to make a list of every time that Jesus gave an instruction And I've collated some of them together into a PowerPoint that I've titled, What Does Jesus Want Us To Do? Life Instructions From Jesus in the Book of John. And I do have the verses on the screen, and I'm using the NIV, the Near Infallible Version. But for the sake of time, I'm going to go through them fairly quickly. So don't worry about following along with your Bible. I'm going to get the PowerPoint presentation and we'll put it up on our website. And I would really love for you, if you get a chance to take that PowerPoint and sit down with the book of John and work through it on your own to figure out what Jesus is saying in the context of that. I'll give you a little bit, but there is so much more. And when read as a whole book, we can just glean so much more from that. In no way is my sharing some of the things that Jesus spoke to me about through going in the book of John going to do it justice. It's just a snippet to show you that what is possible when we slow down and read his word intentionally. It's a bit of a practical demonstration of something that you might use when you read his word. And I promise you, though, 
even though it was written all those years ago and on the other side of the world, every single thing that Jesus spoke and every single instruction that he gave is just as valid and important for us today as it was back in the day. So here we go. Hold on to your horses. We're going for a ride. What does Jesus want us to do? We're going to start with John 3, 3 to 7. And in this one, Jesus is speaking to Nicodemus, the Pharisee. And Jesus replies, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born again when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and of spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. Jesus wants us to be born again, baptised in water and baptised in the Holy Spirit. John four twenty two to 24, Jesus is talking with a Samaritan woman at the well in Samaria. And he tells her, you Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and now has come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in truth, in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshippers must worship the spirit and in truth, in the spirit and in truth. Jesus wants us to worship him in spirit and in truth. John 5, 8 to 15. This is where Jesus has just healed the disabled man in the pools of Bethesda. And Jesus says to him, Get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and he walked. The day on which this took place was a Sabbath. So the Jewish leaders said to the man who had been healed, It is the Sabbath. The law forbids you to carry your mat. But he replied, The man who made me well said to me, Pick up your mat and walk. So they said to him, Who is this fellow who told you to pick up the mat and walk? The man who was healed had no idea who it was, for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. Later, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, See, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had made him well. Jesus wants us to do what he tells us to do, not what the culture or society tells us to do. And never a man to pull his punches, my Jesus. Jesus wants us to stop sinning or something worse might happen to us. Dude got told. John 5, 22 to 24. Because Jesus is healing on the Sabbath, he's now being persecuted by the people around him. Moreover, the Father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the Son, that all may honour the Son just as they honour the Father. Whoever does not honour the Son does not honour the Father who sent him. Very truly, I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. 
Jesus wants us to hear his word and believe in him and the one who sent him so that we can have eternal life. John 6, 27 to 29 happens after Jesus has fed for 5,000. He's been off and prayed and had some time by himself and walked on the water and he gets back to the crowd. They've found him again. And Jesus slightly suspects maybe that they're after the food, not Jesus. So he says to them, Do not work for food that spoils, but for the food that endures him, endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. And then they asked him, What must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus answered, The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. Jesus wants us to honour him and do the work of God, which is to believe in the one he sent, Jesus. John 10, 24 to 28, and Jesus is back in Jerusalem and he's faced with the unbelief of the Jews. So this is him instructing the Jews. He says, The Jews who were there gathered around him, saying, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you did not believe. The works I do in my Father's name testify about me, but you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. Jesus wants us to listen to his voice and to follow him. Now the next one is a long one and it needs no explanation. But I just love it and have to share it all. It's too tiny for you to read, I'm sorry. It was the best I could do. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were with in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realise now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you will have no part with me. Then Lord, Simon Peter replied, Not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, Those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean. And you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him. And that is why he said, Not everyone was clean. When he finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, 
you should also wash one another's. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Jesus wants us to wash each other's feet, to honour and serve one another. And Jesus wants us to let him wash us clean, even our dirty, stinky feet. So the next lot of teachings, instructions, life instructions, Jesus is giving to the disciples. He knows that he's going to the cross, the time's coming near, and it's like he just has to impart these words of wisdom rapid fire. So we go to John 13, 33 to 35. My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so now I tell you. Where I am going, you cannot come. A new command I give to you. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Big surprise. Jesus wants us to love one another. The way that he loved us. John 14, 11 to 14. Jesus says, Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Jesus wants us to believe in him and do even greater things than he did and to ask for them in his name. But he does put a disqualifier in there. He does tell us that it has to glorify the Father. It's not like he's going to just drop a new car in my lap if that doesn't glorify the Father. John 14, 15 to 21. If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. For he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you will also live. And on that day, you will realise that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Jesus wants us to love him and to keep his commands. John 14, 23, 27, Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All of this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said for you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. 
I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus wants us to obey his teaching and to not let our hearts be troubled or be afraid. There's a song in there somewhere, isn't there? John 15, 9 to 17. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that you, my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay one's life down for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. Jesus wants us to remain in him and in his love and to bear good fruit. And Jesus says again for the people in the back, he wants us to love one another. John 15, 18, 23. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. This is why the world hates you. Remember what I told you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, then they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. They will treat you this way because of my name, for they do not know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin, but now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me hates my father as well. Jesus wants us to understand that we will face persecution for our belief in him. John 15, 26 to 27, when the advocate comes whom I will send you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. And you must also testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. Jesus wants us to receive the Holy Spirit, whom he sought to be our helper. And Jesus wants us to testify about him and the things that he's done. So how do we know what Jesus wants us to do? We can find out when we read his word. P.S. You have to actually obey it too because Jesus says so multiple times. So I wonder if maybe your Bible reading has felt a little clunky or out of duty than a sense of wonder and privilege that we get to hear the voice of our saviour through this brilliant book. I recently went back to this one. It's the one that I received from my confirmation from the Lutheran Church when I was 10 years old. 
I love my study Bible that I have here with all the notes and the flash pens and the beautiful things, but this thing right here, beat up and hammered as it is, I can lay down in bed and read this and and just love on this book. So I found that just swapping the Bible made it so much more simple to read a book. And I wonder if you've ever found yourself at a crossroads and not knowing what to do next or what step to take next. And I usually find there's plenty of people around me that tell me what I should do. And while there's wisdom in listening to those people, we really need to make sure that it's Jesus' voice that we are listening and applying and weighing, putting the most weight into. That's the voice. He says it right there. That's the one that we need to be following. God alone knows the plans that he has for us and he promises us that they're good ones and that they're plans to prosper us and not to harm us and to give us a hope and a future and that we will find him when we pray and we come to him and we seek him with all of our heart. So that doesn't just involve half-hearted reading the Bible verses at the end of my devotion because I've got a sense of duty that, yep, tick that box, I did it today. It means when I read the word of God that I need to open up my Bible and I need to dig deeper. And if doing something like this helps me really understand what it is that Jesus wants me to do and who it is that Jesus wants me to look like and how he wants me to behave, then so be it. I remember Pastor Caleb telling me some time ago about reading through the book of Acts and finding every time the Holy Spirit showed up and highlighting it and then looking at what preceded that. So if we want to know more about the Holy Spirit, if we want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, what a better place to go than looking in the book of Acts and trying that for yourselves. And I promise you that the answers that you are seeking are in this book. And I wonder if you might try some of these little exercises yourself or something similar the next time you read your Bible. Now, the original version of this exercise at home has a lot of sub-notes underneath each of the Jesus wants us to about what Jesus wants me Haley to do. How he wants me to behave and the things that he wants to remove from my character as he washes my dirty, stinky feet, along with all the other sin-tainted parts of me. But that was just a little too personal to share here today. So perhaps you've got a question burning in your heart or you've got a life-changing decision ahead of you. And I want to ask you, have you checked your Bible to see what Jesus says about it? If we want to hear the Lord's voice, one way that we can do it is to read the life instructions he wrote for us. This book, the one that we fundraise for here every year at Bethel, for people who so desperately want one, this is the foundation of our entire faith. We need to know what it says, especially if, as Jesus says to us, that we're going to be persecuted for our belief in him. We need to know his words. My hope is that each one of us take control and level up, that we take control of our own Bible reading, our own little Bible studies, that we get the word of God into us. Sometimes I don't like the answer God gives me. Sometimes the answers are no, not yet, and stop it. (laughs) And whilst that's painful, it's very effective. This stuff matters, folks. It's the foundation to our faith. Every one of us are in charge of our own spiritual growth. Holy Spirit does the growing, but we need to make the effort. We need to show up if we want to level up. We need to remember that God is good and he loves me, even when I act like a brat and stamp my foot at the answers he gives me. And I would like to invite the worship team to come up. 
I think that when Kerry sets a challenge like that, she doesn't set it just for the sake of setting it. She says it because she cares. She says it because she believes in it. She says it because she knows the good that comes from that and that I believe, Kerry, that you want that for us too. I believe that you know that we are a Bible-based, faith-filled church, that we are spirit-filled, and every single piece of instruction that we need for life is in this book. So my challenge to you, especially, is to go home and go through John, maybe get the PowerPoint off the website, and have a look and see, and look at who Jesus is speaking to, because even though it's addressed to the Jew or to the Pharisee or to the Samaritan woman, he's speaking to my heart the same as he's speaking to your heart. And James taught us last week about reflecting the light of Christ. How do we reflect the light of Jesus if we don't know exactly who Jesus is and what he stood for and what he wanted us to be? So I challenge you guys just to level up in that, to dig in deep and not give up. Don't give up when it's hard. If it feels dry and awkward and, and, and yeah, just don't give up. Switch it up, pray to Jesus and ask him to come and be with you and guide you through that. Thanks, guys. listening to today's message. For more information or to listen to other podcasts, head to our website bethelcrc.org.au or check out Bethel Family Church on Facebook.